any of you heard the term before hive mind? Anybody heard of hive mind? Yes, 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 especially the young ones. Okay, hive mind is used to describe what is observed as collective consciousness among certain animals, most notably in bees and ants. It's the kind of group intelligence that works towards the good of the community, and they seem to share memories, experiences, and skills, but still work in distinct roles that contribute to the whole. So they're not doing the same things they're thinking about. Science hasn't been able to replicate exactly what it must feel like or look like or even how they do it, but a worker bee or ant, they share the same consciousness of their entire hive and it's really, really cool. Our epistle this morning tells us to have the same mind that Jesus had, to have Christian hive mind, to maybe be doing other things, but to be focused on a singular goal. Minds that are in sync in terms of love for each other, service to the community, and action. The body of Christ. Our gospel this morning shows an unfiltered view into Jesus' mind. <laughs> if we're going to share this mind, we should know a little bit about it, right? Jesus and our gospel this morning was fresh off of his violent vandalism of the money changers in the temple. Remember that when he threw over the tables and he was really upset? Um, this was just a day out from that event. Uh, he was defending those who were being hurt and manipulated by people who were telling them that they needed to do something for God. And he was really, really frustrated by that. He didn't, um, he also was in, within the week that he would be crucified in this text. So he came in, you know, triumphal entry, <clears throat> went to the temple, threw over the tables, was super upset, and then went away for a little bit, like literally some hours, and then came back the next day to the temple. He did not really have much time, right? Just a few days before he was going to die. He didn't have time for nuance. He didn't have time for subtlety. Whereas earlier in his ministry, he might have given more vague parables, you know, talking a little bit more, um, you know, opaquely. He was ready now to go for the jugular. He had no more cares to give. He would be dead in a matter of a few days. So Jesus, with no more time for diplomacy, laid it all out for those who came to listen to him. The phrase, tell us what you really think, comes to mind, right? <clears throat> he said, it is most important that you do, that you work. I don't care what you have to say about it. The most important is that you be faithful, to be the hands and feet of Christ. Jesus came to show us what was possible with flesh, show us what was possible in the spirit, show us what was possible in community, and finally, show us what was possible in resurrection. And what is possible is healing, wholeness, meaning, equity, mutuality, Forgiveness, transformation, all of those things that seem to elude us so often if we would just take on the mind of Christ. 
We are a pretty self-centered species. And especially in 2023, where we can do most things on our own, um, we don't comprehend or honor the ways in which we are connected to each other and everything. We're just as connected to one another as the bees are. We should be working towards that common goal of love. We don't have great practice at hive mind. To think of the good over the collective, or to think of the good of the collective over ourselves is not really what we do these days in our culture. So to start, trying to figure out then how to get in that space of a hive mind with Jesus, we need to step outside. And I don't mean literally outside, I mean outside of how we normally think and do, and we need to be quiet. We need to take space. We need to listen. If your prayer life is ever and only you talking, you need to increase your prayer time by half so that you have time just to listen. If you don't have time to pray, let me tell you this morning that you do. Open your heart to God. Allow your entire life to be prayer. If it's just enough of waking up in the morning and saying, I'm listening, and then walking through your day, you don't have to call it prayer, you don't have to call it meditation, you can, you can call it lingering over your coffee, going for a walk, staring at a bird. It does not take much because God is with us. God is ready at all times and in every way to share with us the grace of each moment, to remind us how beloved we are, to remind us of how beautiful everything is. So much of our energy is trying to resist what is, but God's gifts are with us already. So in order to access the mind of Christ, beloved, all we must do is listen. To make space inside of our hearts where God already is and rest there. Remember that our epistle does not say, in order to be of the same mind as Jesus, you must be in a holy place. You must be in a sanctuary. You must find the perfect location. You must find the right spot. Simply to be of the same mind. We always have our minds with us. Well, most of us do, most of the time at least. But wherever we are, we can access that incredible love, incredible grace. What a transforming and mind-altering reality, y'all. It's never perfect conditions, but our God is perfect. Things are always going to be wrong. Something, right? We're never going to have everything lined up in a row. Why do we keep trying to do that, y'all? Why do we keep trying to have everything in its place? Just rest in the place that God has you, which is exactly where you are to be. Changing our minds is really the only way we can change our actions which is what Jesus was speaking to this morning in the parable, right? It doesn't matter what you say, it matters what you do. But if you're doing without thinking, you're just being a robot, right? And we're not robots. When we conform our minds to the mind of God, 
our actions follow in baffling ways. We start to focus on the things that matter to God. We start to see the humanity in people that we maybe didn't see before. We stop being so distracted by our own desires and our own pettiness and our own selfishness and our own paranoia, and we start to be enlivened by love, embodying it as Jesus did. And we naturally then start doing things that are better for all of us, to our whole community here in this congregation, to the entirety of San Antonio, to the world. What a joy to share in the same mind as Christ. We might not have actual hive minds, which there's all kinds of theories about how they do that. Some it's like they smell a certain thing. I mean, it's just miraculous how they do it. And I can't wait until a scientist figure it out. So young people, figure it out for me, please, and report back. But we have our baptism, where me, we are marked as Christ's own forever. And we are called to be the body of Christ, to be loved to embody grace, and to live faithfulness. We are one. <laughs>